If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello once again, and welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. And I'm delighted to have with me today my co-presenter and partner and son, Mike. How are you doing? Very good. How's everybody doing out there in podcast listening world? Um, We are very excited about today's episode. I can tell you're excited. You've got a a spill now. Oh, well, I think if anybody who's actually come through to the website or or maybe if you found us through social media because you've seen the amazing picture that we have, today's special guest is one and only Mr. Scott McGilvery from the TV show Income Property. And uh, the reason we have Scott, not only is he a a vacation rental um, investor himself and an expert in creating income properties, uh, but I I had the very good fortune to have My Cottage Seabreeze featured on the TV show Income Property. Yeah, there's a there's a story behind that because it go, goes back to sort of way back in the, in the spring summer of last year when uh um I I had an email from the media company saying did I know of any properties that um uh, down in the south of of Ontario that uh, would benefit from a renovation, and I immediately thought about um, about Seabreeze because we'd been talking, hadn't we, Mike? About um, you know you'd you'd been going on for, for forever about what you'd do with the property if um, you know if you had the wherewithal to do it, and uh, this this sort of um, got you motivated, I think. Well, I, we knew. I mean, we've been we've owned Seabreeze now since 2010. Um, so on the day this show airs, it's been about four and a half, uh, four and a half, nearly five years. Um, and we've had some really good seasons. We've got some great repeat guests coming back. And we always, you know, as you always should with a vacation rental properties, you should always be looking at. Um, you know, you've got lots of nice income coming in. You've got some great guests who maybe you've, you've become good friends with, but it's always good to keep them interested and, and, and make sure you're feeding some money back into your business. And Andrea, my wife, and I had been planning for quite some time to do some extensive renovations um, just because it, the, the property uh, was in fairly good shape, but with any vacation rental, you start to see the wear and tear um, and the you know the minor damage that does inevitably occur with a vacation rental property. So it was it was definitely in our plans to do it. So when this came up, uh, it really didn't take us two seconds to say yes um, and uh, have the uh, the casting people come down and take a look at Sea Breeze and make sure it was the right fit for them. Yeah, then the fun commenced. Yeah, and, and it was a lot of fun. So this this all happened back in the fall of 2014. Uh, we kind of did allude to some things uh, in the Vacation Rental Success podcast. So if you're a, a regular listener to the show, you would have heard us uh, kind of drop some, some hints back in the fall of uh, last year. 
But now the big thing is, is we're releasing this episode tomorrow, which is, uh, you know, our, our regular Wednesday on Wednesday, the 15th of April. And our episode airs on the Can- uh, Canadian uh, HGTV network um, at 9 p.m. on the 16th of April, this Thursday. So we're, we're kind of, we're very excited and, and we're very appreciative to Scott, um, the, the fact that he wanted to join us today on the show um, and really kind of uh, give our audience some some really high-level advice about vacation rental properties and some of the things to really think about. And if anybody's listening who has long-term rental properties, um, he, Scott really does go into some some good information about the differences between the two and the things you should really consider uh, when looking to switch over from a long-term rental to a, to a vacation rental. Yeah, because I, I, I think I, like many, many people, have, have watched um, – numerous episodes of income property um i mean don't we all love those shows and i think it's just it's, sometimes it's just such a feel good to see what what can actually happen because i think renovations can be so frightening to most people um first of all there's the, there's the cost aspect there's the planning there's you know you put all that money in and you're just hoping that what you get out the other end is exactly what you wanted and it's just great to see those shows and to get some really great ideas and uh, to see that it is it is really possible, and and the kind of budgets you need to look at to to make those amazing improvements. Yeah, well, we shall be glued to TV on Thursday evening. Now, of course, I I pre-recorded my interview with Scott earlier today, and and I have to have to say it was not so that the audio quality of this call isn't the best, and I wanted to give you due warning of that. Um, Scott uh, is an extremely busy. Uh, busy person, um, you know that Mike, because he, you know he was bouncing around from from Reno to Reno while he was doing um, your place. It was nice to spend some time with him and just to you know to to be able to ask some questions kind of behind the scenes about how how he does um, his vacation rentals and and also his his general portfolio of, of real estate properties. But I, I can say from personal experience, he is a very very busy guy, I and mean, minute to minute. Um, he's got things going on. Um, he's doing interviews on the phone all the time. He's uh, he's in high demand, and, and because he knows his stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I caught him. Um, you know, as he was driving, he was on a cell phone, and he, as he as he told me at part way through, yeah, I have one of my kids in the back of the car, and you do hear um, a few shouts and screams going on. But uh, but do stick with it. Please, because he's he's got a you know a a lot of really good stuff um, to uh, to share with us. So, without further ado, Mike, I'm going to go straight into the interview with a Scott McGillivray. Scott, it's fantastic to have you with me today, and thank you so much for um, for, for taking the time to talk to me because I know how busy you are. So, welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm so excited about uh, Destination Payoff. I've been watching Income Property for a long, long time. And then, of course, you know, it's it's not only Destination Payoff is about vacation rentals, which is what I'm passionate about. But, you know, the real icing on the cake is that uh, that one of your episodes is um, is my son and business partner, Mike, and uh, and his wife, Andrea. So so that's going to be c- so cool to see that episode coming up on uh, Thursday of this week. That's right. I hope <laughs> you're ready for 
I saw a picture of of them yesterday down at that cottage, and the kids were actually paddling in the water. Oh my goodness! Well, you know, kids kids will go in anything, won't they? At this time of year, they they don't even feel the cold water. They're just like, oh, this is fun. Meanwhile, it's still there's still ice on some parts of the lake. <laughs> I know, but they they were definitely having a fun time. So. You know, income property is primarily targeted at residential rentals, and it you know it's it's been really interesting to watch. And destination payoff is focused on vacation rentals in the hospitality market. And I've just been watching your segment with Marilyn Dennis uh, last week, where where you were talking about about there being a difference between them. How how much did that difference change your approach to the options that you offered to homeowners? Yes, there's, um, you know, not every rental property is created equally, that's for sure. And um, although I've been doing 10 seasons of income property, we have mainly focused on residential homes or residential investment properties within typically urban centers or suburbs of, of urban centers. And I know that's not the only, you know, the only option in terms of investing in real estate. In fact, one of my favorite types of real estate investments are vacation properties. So we decided to sort of extend out into that genre. And in doing so, you got to consider so many different variables. I mean, if you're not, these are vacation properties. So number one, they need to be, um, they need to be created and uh, transformed into something that can be used for a lot of activities and um, holiday stuff, it's not so much living as it is enjoying. And because typically vacation rental rentals are more of a short-term basis, usually one week minimum, uh, two weeks is, is ideal for the rental period. Um, but because of that short-term basis, you're dealing with tenants who are not coming and moving in with their own furniture. They're, they're there with a suitcase, right? So you kind of have to have all the amenities in place and you need to consider those options when looking at your, your choices of renovations and are you going to be able to have all the dishes and all the cutlery and all the towels and the cleaning facilities and what toys are we going to have. And, um, and then you also have to look at sort of the limits. Um, different cottage areas um, need different amenities for sure. Some, you've got, some cottages are in wine country and maybe they don't need to be on the lake if they're in wine country. In other areas, there's not much to do. There are no small towns, so you've got to be on the lake. You've got to have a boat or a dock or lots to keep everybody busy at the place. So we really take all of these elements into consideration when looking at each unique vacation destination, um, and especially with your son and daughter-in-law's place. Uh, fantastic location. I mean, just a beautiful view, probably one of the most breathtaking uh, views of any of the properties we did this summer. And, uh, however, there's not much to do other than hang out at the, at the cottage there, right? So they made some really good choices in terms of uh, making sure that it was a little more open concept inside so that you could entertain, everyone could have fun, uh, added in a bit of a fireplace to extend the season, because it's on Lake Ontario, the water's typically cold, fairly cold most of the year. So they put the hot tub there so that everybody feels like they're uh, enjoying the water. I mean, it's, uh, it's really a balance. Each property is so unique. So you really got to take all of those elements into consideration. 
Yes, in, indeed. As you mentioned, uh, you know, their place has that spectacular view. You, and you, actually, you didn't mention the Big Apple. <laughs> You're right. There's always some things to do. There is. We went to, the, we went to the Big Apple on the way there with the family. That's going to be in the show as well, actually. Excellent. Did you um, did you eat pie? <laughs> and not only that, I baked a pie as well. <laughs> they let me in the kitchen. That might have been a mistake, but they let me in. But uh, you know, those those were some fan, those are a, a, another little fantastic pieces of tidbit um, in terms of things to do. Now, I find the Big Apple there is great in the fall. They've got you know the apple orchard. You can pick apples. You can pick apple pie. Everything yummy, delicious. They've got the farm, uh, little farm animal petting zoo there, and a couple little rides and stuff. So yeah, that's a, you know that'll be a nice couple hours on a, on an afternoon for the family. All of those things we take into consideration as um, as selling features for sure, but it doesn't necessarily impact the renovations that we're doing on the spaces. You, you make such a great point there about location and and all the different types of locations there are. I guess some of those properties in, in Prince Edward County, there is so much to do in that area. But yet, if you've got a property that's 30, 30 kilometers down a a cottage road, it's, it's going to take you a long time to get out just to even to get your case of beer, let alone find something to do. So so the property has to have something else to offer. Exactly. To, so I've, I've watched the, the first two episodes. They were fantastic. Um, just, just, I was just blown away, particularly with the first one on the just the transformation of it. I get so excited when I see light, bright white in in a cottage when when the wood has been uh, has been transformed. And yeah, <laughs> we're going for we were going for that very sort of Hamptony feel, like really fresh sophisticated but relaxing um and that episode which which is rerunning all this week is was one of the biggest episodes for sure that we did in the uh in the destination payoff capacity and it was you know it was it was so tremendous and such a dramatic transformation because the whole place needed a real overhaul uh we've been getting a tremendous amount of comments and compliments on that episode I see maybe a hundred or so properties a year in 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 the course of my day job, um, wow. as as a, a rental agency owner, and so many of them are still in that genre. And it's really tough to to get owners to to think beyond traditional cottage and into into something newer and updated, which is in fact what the the rental clientele are actually looking for now. And I, uh, you know, I always give people the advice that if you want to get into the business of doing renting and rentals, it's always easier to have a nice place. I have my daughter in the back, so if you hear some screaming, that's my daughter. <laughs> but um, it's always easier to be a good landlord than it is to be a bad one. So what I uh, what I always tell people is if you renovate the place and make it nice, your tenants are going to treat it better and they're going to have a better experience and even even more beneficial, they're going to pay more for it. So I typically find that the older and more tired rental properties typically end up becoming party rentals or, you know, large groups of, of uh, huge, huge groups of people come and don't necessarily uh, take care of the place the way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Going back on that first episode, you made radical some radical changes to these properties. 
most owners don't aren't going to have that sort of budget. They're going to be more limited. What do you think? What What would you say would should be a primary focus? If let let's say that first property, if if they didn't have the massive budget, what would you recommend that they they would do on a smaller budget to upgrade and to make it more attractive? Well, you have to pick your battles. That's for sure. I mean, if the whole place is in really rough shape, you have to consider possibly doing a massive overhaul. But if you, you know, if you feel like you, you've got a good start or a base to work off of, uh, maybe adding an extra element. If you can add an extra element, then you can increase the amount of rent you can charge typically. So let's say you don't have a dock, for instance, and you're trying to pick which renovations to do, you may want to take on adding a dock as a nice renovation, adding something that's going to have an added value. Because what I find with cottage rentals, and, and you will know this, of course, from being in the business, is that you go online, there's many different sites in which you can rent cottages or vacation properties, and everybody, when they do their search, they've got about 20 different boxes they can check off, right? Does it have water access? Does it have a boat? Does it have a hot tub? Does it have a fireplace? So, if you the more check box, more boxes you can check off on your property, the more people that are going to be searching it and wanting to rent it, right? Going going back on um, income property and mixing it with destination payoff brings me sort of to Airbnb, um, which is making renting in the city. Uh, renting short-term in the city much more attractive to investors, um, particularly those who use the properties themselves. Well, what have you got to say on that, um, that, that score, Scott? Yeah, Airbnb has definitely changed the way properties are renting. Um, I think it's been a huge asset for, to allow people to basically exploit different types of opportunities as well. So... Airbnb, and interesting that you bring it up, we have, um, we have an episode coming up in a couple weeks, which is designed for that purpose exactly. And um, the situation is, is a pretty common one. It's a single uh, gentleman who has a great condo downtown. His job um, involves a tremendous amount of traveling. So he's usually there for two weeks, away for two weeks, then there for a week and away for a week. And, um, you know, this is an expensive uh, condo that has a lot of ex- uh, expenses with it, including high condo fees. So Airbnb has become like this perfect resource for him to be able to, you know, bring in good amounts of rent to help cover some expenses while he's away. And um, in order to do something like Airbnb, you know, you can you can definitely just start renting your place as is, but... We did a few things to make it, uh, I'd say, easier and smarter, um, a little more intentional as a rental. So things like adding in secured storage, because, you know, when you have somebody coming to rent your place for a few days, there are certain things you're going to want to put away. Certain cabinets will need to have locks put on them. Certain closets will need to have locks put on them. Again, you will have to be able to um, have amenities available, like, you know, the clean towels for everybody, dish is set up ready to go but it is a tr- i think airbnb has opened up uh, a huge opportunity for the average individual to start earning uh, rental income without having to do major conversions to their properties and and what i've noticed recently is that uh, you know one of the arguments against it and why it was perhaps not a great uh, 
investment opportunity was that the costs involved in the property management were high, but there's so many Airbnb spin-offs appearing now that make those uh, that make those costs much much lower. That's true. There are, you know, I I would say with with all the um, you know with all the apps and smartphones and alternatives coming up to being able to manage these properties, services are popping up. Like in the transportation business, you got things like Uber that pop up and make it cheaper and easier for people to get around. Well, the same things are happening in the rental space. They've got services that are you know almost uh, completely in touch with the the rental system, and they come in and they come out, and they're affordable. Um, and, you know, you kind of have to work some of these costs into the business model. That's the, the beauty of short-term rentals is you get to charge tremendously high rates uh, because the tenants are there for such a short period of time. So to me, it's just a matter of forecasting and, and putting all these extra expenses into your business model. With, with Airbnb, because it's, it's, aren't a lot, there aren't a lot of rules and regulations that, that can govern the um, the transaction, the relationship, govern the, the tenants. It's, it's very one-off. Um, you know, it can be kind of it can be it can be kind of dangerous. I guess you could say you never know who you're going to get. You never know how they're going to be treated. We don't have you don't have to necessarily have the right fire and safety uh, plans in place. The same way you do when you're working under the Landlord and Tenancies Act and getting permits for legal income suites. So there's there is a there is a bit of a challenging zone there, and I think in the future we'll see more rules and regulations coming into play to manage that. Well, well, it certainly is. You know, right the way across the U.S. You know, you look at places like uh, like New York, uh, San Francisco, that are all legislating for uh, the short term rental market, and in, and in some places they're legislating really hard and 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 making it. Um, making it a little difficult in places. So that's that's certainly something that people need to look at if they're considering investing in city properties for um for, for the short term rental market. Scott, you've got your own vacation rental properties um in Florida? Yes I do. Most of them are in Florida. And and do they do they rent um do they rent on sort of the, the more more long term, like the six month snowbirdy type of rentals or or do you have any short term? Um, a little bit of both, but to be honest, and I'm finding that that market, um, even though there are opportunities with the short-term rentals, meaning like two weeks at a time, uh, the opportunities are almost just as good um, with the sort of medium-term vacationers, so the snowbirds coming down, renting for three to six months at a time. Um, personally, I mean, I've, I've done many different types of rentals and although I know short term can be super lucrative, uh, when you start to build your portfolio and, and get different types of properties, sometimes it's nice to just have a little less work, um, and accept a little less money for it. So with, uh, with our properties, we like to get the longer term leases in, but the season, uh, is approximately six months in a place like Florida, and a lot of people aren't even just necessarily vacationing there, but uh, moving there for that whole term. So um, we're trying to capitalize on the folks who uh, want to stay put, they want that consistency, they come back every year for the same period of time, and because uh, the, the business is still quite lucrative and it's still considered a vacation seasonal property, you make enough money in that six months 
renting it at a premium that you not only cover all your costs for the year, but you still put uh, a positive cash flow in your pocket. So it is it is a pretty interesting uh, business model. And what about investment in Florida at the moment with the exchange rate as it is? Do you think it's it's still worthwhile looking at at the moment? Well, we've definitely hit a bit of a tipping point. Uh, we haven't been purchasing much in the last uh, year or so. But when we were purchasing aggressively, the, the dollar was at parity, right? Start doing, um, start investing as a foreign national, as you would be as a Canadian investing in the United States. Um, there are many different factors that come into play, and there's, you know, there's different, um, different ways to make money, not only the traditional positive cash flow and principal recapture and all these other great things, but there's also that exchange rate you can play. So on the exchange rate alone, we've seen 20 points on most of our assets down there, which is great if you're selling. It's like fantastic. I made an extra 20% on the exchange rate. Um, but then there's also the appreciation down there is at a different stage than it is here. They, they seem to be, you know, moving towards a peak, I would say, on the Canadian market, whereas in the U.S. market they're coming out covery, which means longer-term growth potential, um, and uh, and then there's the affordability factor. I mean, the prices are still relatively low, all things considered. Um, so, you know, the, uh, the opportunity to get into the market is, is, is good. It's easier for folks who want to get into the fix. Well, staying closer to home, I met a lot of people recently at the Cottage Life show. Um, planning to buy a property. And for the first time, I mean, we've been exhibiting at that, that show for the last 10 years. And this was the first time that, that just about everybody I talked to who was planning to buy was including rental in their investment strategy. Um, can you just give me one or two tips for those owners who are, who are now considering getting into the uh, cottage market and are planning on renting out? Well, I would say, first of all, do your research, you know, look into other properties that are renting uh, that are similar in your area so you can get a realistic gauge of, of what kind of income you can expect. Um, the other thing to remember with vacation properties is the timeline. Um, a lot of people, they delay and wait and then they post their, their rental properties late, not realizing that um, a lot of the vacation rental markets rent way, way, way in advance, sometimes up to a year in advance. We'll have tenants securing, uh, you know, prime uh, chunks of, of the summer a year and up to a year in advance um, and so you want to capitalize on that because you know the sooner you have it all rented out the better and if you're waiting last minute you kind of get in stragglers and, and you may actually miss some of those uh, peak weeks so you got to be sooner than later when posting and getting your tenants secured um, have make sure that you have somebody to maintain, so a, a cleaning service included. I would say make sure you have a cleaning service included and make sure that that fee is either covered by the people who are renting or it's been factored into the rental price that you're charging because it is on a lot of those um, the t- turnover fees, as we call them, that people lose their profit. So you want to make sure you factor in all of those costs. And you know what? The other thing, too, is enjoy it. Having a vacation cottage can be one of those have-your-cake-and-eat-it-too opportunities where if you properly plan out the, the time that you're going to use it, then you can maximize the benefit of renting it out when you're not there, and it makes it uh, less of a burden to carry the property. Great points. 
there's four episodes, I think, in the uh, Destination Payoff series currently. Um, would you have plans for more? Yes, we do have uh, the, the show has evolved. We have Destination Payoff will be running. Uh, we've got two more episodes coming up on Thursday night. And we are going to see how the fans react in terms of ratings, in terms of responses. And if the demand seems to be there for more vacation rental properties, then we're going to spend uh, a good portion of the summer doing that. We'll probably do a whole season on it. So we'll see. I mean, I, it would be nice because I definitely enjoyed it. I'll tell you, I am not complaining when wrap and I can get on a jet ski or go water skiing uh, before we call it a day. So no complaints from me. I live in cottage country, so I'm I'm absolutely with you on that. I live w- live and work here, so so just getting out on the paddleboard at the end of the day is um is the icing. <laughs> that is hallelujah to that. <laughs> Scott, it's been absolutely great talking to you. Just before we we finish off, can you just tell me a little bit about your Keyspire project and and how you're working to help people learn more about property investment? Um, yeah, so I've been obviously as a real estate investor of 15 years, I've gathered a lot of information, done hundreds of, of rentals, and um, about eight years ago, started to formally train people on how to get into the real estate investing business, and you know, developed this company Keyspire, uh, which is Canadian-based company, and we go across the country helping helping people that want to invest in real estate do it in the most profitable and um, achievable manner. You know, it's, it's one of these businesses where I found a tremendous amount of frustration when I started investing in real estate due to the lack of information, uh, lack of consistency, um, and and just not not a lot of great uh, information or education on the subject. It's not the same as you know, going down to the mall and, and identifying a, a business model by looking at the store. This is this sort of a loose, elusive idea of what does, what does real estate investing really look like. So um, my real estate investing business partner and I started this company, Keyspire. And, uh, yeah, we basically go across the country teaching people who want to invest in real estate how to do it and get a competitive advantage over everybody else. And also helping people who are already investing um, make their assets perform better because I find that most investors actually have underperforming assets and they don't even know it. So if we can make it better and we can make it more profitable, that means more money for you, right? Absolutely. I'll, I'll put a link to that at the end of the show notes. So if anybody's interested, they can go take a look at that. Um, Scott, Perfect. Scott, thanks so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to see the episode on Thursday. We'll be putting all the links to all the episodes uh, in the show notes. And, um, and we'll look forward to hopefully more in the future. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Well, once again, my, uh, my apologies for the quality of that audio. Obviously, I would have loved it to have been a lot better than that but uh, but it's still it um, it is what it is and I certainly thank um, Scott McGillivray for taking the time to talk to me uh, for this episode really really good stuff I mean he, he definitely knows his stuff about vacation rentals as well as residential rentals and and it's interesting that there is so much out there at the moment um, about vacation rentals it seems Every piece of media is now covering the 
significant rise in vacation home interest. I'm going to put a link to one of the articles, which is about the strong interest in vacation homes in Las Vegas, because uh, I found that one really interesting, having talked to a Las Vegas realtor uh, a few months ago. And he was saying that really he hadn't, um, he hadn't seen much of that activity, but it's obviously there now. And next week's interview um, is with Scott Shatford of Renting Your Place. He's talking about the statistics that uh, that he can create to help realtors and uh, investors uh, find out what are the hotspots for buying vacation homes. So this is all, you know, it's all sort of running into a theme and I'm sure you're going to find it really, really interesting. So if you're listening to this on the day of publication um, and you are in Canada, you're going to be able to see the uh, HGTV episode of Destination Payoff with Scott McGillivray uh, as he renovates Mike and Andrea's home. So uh, definitely watch out for that. As, as ever, it's been great to be with you on Vacation Rental Success. And uh, if you've got any comments on this episode, please don't hesitate to drop down to the bottom of the show notes and leave us a message. Or, of course, um, just email me, heather at cottageblogger.com. Until next time, thanks so much for joining me. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.